Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Again, it is another root cap. We are almost at the finale, and you won't hear my voice every week talking to you about Drag Race, unless we decide to do it for France and Canada and Down Under and um, the Philippines. And Oh, no, 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 no. That's a whole lot of extra franchises. We're not doing that. But we'll probably talk Drag Race uh, in a wider scope on the regular feed so i am uh thankful for all the guests that have come and joined me so far and we still have a couple of weeks left so i'm excited to see how everything shakes out going into the finale speaking of which we know that this has been uh jokingly referred to as my version of the pit stop and the same is true today. I'm making sure that we get new voices on, voices that you maybe haven't heard before, uh, in addition to our regular cast of characters. But I'm also sticking to the pit stop format of not repeating any of our guests. So that way you get a whole lot of different uh, takes on this season and mine every single week, because that's how we do. But joining me on this recap is uh, a dear friend of mine, someone I haven't seen in way too long since I've moved from Florida, but uh, a a one-time regular for my game nights in uh, Orlando, uh, a co-escape room uh, participant, and uh, just an overall amazing person. My friend Brian is on the show with me today. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Pat. How's it going? I'm, you know, not too much. Just hanging out here. It's uh, it's pouring now. So in case we uh, the power goes out or something, we may lose each other. <laughs> but <laughs> um, no, everything down here has been good. We um, Yeah, we definitely miss you. And 
you know, our, our little band of friends that always get together and stuff. But you know, everything's been good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that we were getting to reconnect and talk drag race today. Um, I do miss all of my my people down there, and I, I miss my escape room outings and uh, all of the the craziness that that we would get into. So. Um, I, I really do miss all of that. It's not the same up here in Chicago. It's a whole different world, but uh, those memories are always cherished dearly. Oh, I know. Yeah, we had some, some good times. <laughs> yes, yes. Some crazy times, but <laughs> definitely some good times. Exactly. Well, before we dive into this challenge, which is the uh, our, our roast challenge, which I'm excited that we got this season... Why don't uh, we dig a little bit into the season overall leading up to this, the nine episodes beforehand. Uh, what do you think of this season overall? I really like this season, actually. I like it, I think, more than the regular All-Stars format where we're picking who goes home and everything. I never cared for that that much. Um, so, you know, having nobody go home is kind of weird, but I kind of like it because it just... I don't know. It kind of relaxes people, and I think they're having more fun with it. I agree. I mean, I don't know if I would enjoy this as much if it wasn't an all-winner season, because as much as you don't want to say it, there's always queens that you know are not going to win. You know, when you look at All-Star 6, did anybody expect Serena Cha-Cha to go any further than she did? (laughs) No. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I understand that, but yeah, I think... Yeah, I guess you're right. Something like this where we all really like all the contestants. Almost, you know, most people love all of them. Um, even like some of the older ones that I, I don't think people are that as familiar with, especially like the newer watchers. But I mean, Raja is like a legend. So I don't, you know, everyone's good. We like them all and it's fun to watch them every episode. I mean... I may not like one of them, but, you know, besides that, yeah, I agree. Wait, which one? I need to know who. Spill it. <laughs> Her initials might be Triple T, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, not everyone's that... going to love everyone. Exactly. And that's really from work or being at the Parliament House with her before she was even on her first season right and the the demeanor and attitude that she had and maybe she's changed maybe she's humbled herself a little bit i don't think as much as need be but uh you know whatever i i will still commend a bitch on uh on a on a job well done uh and her looks have been sickening and uh she's done some things that have been been great on on this season and i'll i'll never discount that I will just not like her as a person, and that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, hey, yeah, and I mean, even, you know, no one can be as bad as uh, What's-Her-Face from season two. Um, James, formerly known as Tyra Sanchez. Yes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the all-star villain. (laughs) You know what's funny, though, is when James would be around uh, Parliament, like at a happy hour, like dur- during happy hour, when I was hosting happy hour karaoke for those couple of years, I never had any problems with him. Oof, I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. And that's the funny yeah, part about it is you that, never know. yeah, people can have such different experiences with the same person. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, I, I will never discount somebody's experience because that was their experience and whether or not the person said person is uh, maybe having a bad day or something is, is different, that experience will stick with you, positive oh, or negative. So yeah, I, I, I can completely understand where you're coming from, but yeah. I thankfully did not really ever have any negative experiences with James. No, I only really had one, but I'm a petty bitch and it stuck with me for like 15 years. Well, no, not 15, probably 13. But I, I yeah, never one forget negative it. experience with uh, with <laughs> Trinity and listen, I'm still here talking about it. <laughs> the saltiest people right here. <laughs> You can't cross a gay because we, like elephants, will never forget. Never forget. <laughs> but yeah, this season has been fantastic. And uh, for those of you listening that have been been following along with these recaps, you you know that overall, I'm just I, I agree with with Brian. You know so much. I, I I you don't know this, but those that have listened to past uh, Drag Race episodes know that. Season 14, I was very upset because RuPaul lied to us straight to our faces in week three and said she wasn't saving anybody. And then we proceeded to have multiple weeks of nobody going home, uh, double Shantae's, all of this craziness that was not in the hands of the drag gods. It was in RuPaul's hands and she did not send people home. So when this season started and they, she said, no one's going home. I knew it beforehand because I like to read the spoilers because that's just who I am. But it, it gave me a different sense of what the season was going to be like. And when I know this ahead of time, I, I'm okay with it. If that's going to be the formula and that's going to be the format, awesome. Just don't tell me that you're not going to save anybody and then proceed to save everybody. Save everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think this was fantastic. One, I don't think that these uh, queens would have come back if that wasn't the form, uh, the format and the formula that was going to be used. Oh, right. Be because why would you? Honestly, Nobody wants like, to go home first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be the pork chop of all-stars, all-star winners. Yeah. yeah. Like, that would be just, that'd be such a, a, a blow to your legacy with the show. It's already going to be tough when the bottom four are not in that lip sync for the crown at the end as it is. Like, that's already going to be tough. Oh, yeah. So, but at least we get to have them on our screens and be a part of all of these challenges. There's no question of, oh, what would X have done for this runway? How would X have competed in this challenge? We get to see it all. So it's almost like a, a wish fulfillment scenario where you get to see all of these queens doing these runways. And we'll get to this week's runway, but I am so glad that every single one of them was a part of this runway because this was probably the best runway and my favorite runway of the entire Drag Race franchise. It was so good. Spoiler alert. I fucking lived. Yeah. Lived. I yeah. live. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same. Yeah, I love this runway. It was so cool and so like innovative. It's definitely up there for me too. Yeah, I, 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 I was so blown away. Literally, was texting with a friend while watching it, and after like 
it just came, like every other queen I was texting when I'm like, this is amazing. I cannot even like the, yeah, we'll get to it. I'm jumping ahead of, of myself, but <laughs> let's dive into episode number 10 of all stars season seven. This one's a mouthful, just like the Viv. This is the Kennedy Davenport center honors hall of shade. <laughs> Uh, I love I love the play on words and the play so on the, the Kennedy Center honors, but it is a lot to say every single time. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth that mouthful. It's so good, so I funny, mean, so good. If it's if it's a mouthful, it's usually worth it. But right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, can we? Oh wait, can we actually talk about the platinum plunger? <laughs> and that it was finally re- I love a prank that can go for weeks and weeks and have such little payoff is it's like chef's kiss it's perfect I loved it and when Raja comes in and she's just like she looks around the room and she just goes cunts I thought I died I died it was my favorite Done. such Done. a good payoff <laughs> I I was waiting for this because I didn't think it was going to get to this point. I didn't think that everybody would get blocked before somebody finally just, before the, the joke was over. I really thought that Jada was going to blow it. I thought that it was just going to be one of those things where they were like, honestly, there's nothing to this. I mean, there was power once. Monet got to choose, uh, you know, parts or the order. I forget what, what, what it was. Oh, it was the, um, the Draguation speeches order. Oh yeah, you know yes. that was the week that she got blocked and she got to choose the the lineup and the order of the lineup. Yeah, but outside, so I of guess that, it did have a little bit of a secret, just not as big as anyone expected. <laughs> I mean, you know, sitting on a secret. <laughs> I mean, if you sit on that, it, it's it. I mean, I mean, hey, <laughs> to each their own. I'm not here to kink shame nobody. No. No. But but you're absolutely right. That's how the, the, the episode starts off. I mean, yeah, Raja Raja coming in and walking the complete opposite direction. Oh going yeah. to the mirror, powdering her face, all of that. They were all just like, oh, she mad. She big mad right now. <laughs> and then okay. yeah, like you said, she comes over and goes, cunts. Cunts. I mean, it's just it's so stupid. Just having a platinum plunger, so stupid. But in the best the, the way, like a really gold plunger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so dumb, but so good at the same time. It's just like, I don't know. And I feel like RuPaul just, I want her to keep going and just being re- like the coffee enema thing that she keeps talking about every judging panel. Like <laughs> that's my favorite. Like. When she's just out there and just off the walls, that's when the show's the best. Like, so good. And it's funny because Rue had taken such a step back from allowing, and I'm sure that she critiques everybody. I'm sure that there is comments made for everyone. These judging sessions, whether it's for this series uh, or any of the the U.S. franchises, any of the, the Drag Race franchises, they last a lot longer than we see. We see, what, maybe five minutes of of critiques across all of the queens, you know, six to eight people usually. 
they're there for a couple of hours. They're getting talked to and positive, negative, constructive, maybe less constructive feedback. And it happened, you know, we've, we've been hearing it more now. I think Trinity and maybe Raja have talked about there were negative critiques in these runways, in these challenges, but they've opted to only show us the positive feedback, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. But at the same time, there's a little bit of it like, hey, maybe, there, maybe we should get a little bit of that negative even in this kind of scenario. But up until like, season 14 with the coffee enema thing and that was really early on that was second episode fourth episode but second with like everybody there together i think right yeah uh rue really wasn't doing a lot of talking partially i guess to maintain the image of rue so that way there wasn't like oh well i don't i disagree with rue and you know letting the online community fight back or fire back so i i'm I'm intrigued once that coffee enema thing happened, we're seeing a lot more of these wacky asides and comments from Rue and it's fun. It's It's a different thing. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, (laughs) (laughs) now that we got off track twice. Yeah. You don't have to do that. Right. <laughs> uh, but now that all the girls have been blocked, uh, Rue comes in, or sorry, not even that. Rue doesn't come in yet. There is a video message that is interrupted by an announcement from Kevin Kennedy Davenport that the Kennedy Davenport Honors Hall of Shade. I think I got that right. I'm gonna have to always keep like a little cue card with me throughout this episode. <laughs> No, the you Kennedy center. Davenport Center honors. That's it. Yes. I missed the center. The <laughs> Kennedy Davenport Center honors Hall of Shade uh, is happening and has invited the girls. And then it cuts back to Rue with a, a promo code. I really want to know what she was uh, selling. Because I think the coupon code was backrolls. Yes. I, I don't know what she was selling, but I'm intrigued. Some kind of, it should be some kind of baked goods, like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> like that would be the best one. That would be. I would be yeah. down for I'd be down for that. So Rue comes in and lets them know that they are going to be roasting each other and the judges panel in the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors Hall of Shade roast. And to help them prepare. They are going to be uh, mentored and coached by Giorgio Solomon. And uh, it was a Carson or was it Ross? How did I forget the other person? Oh, uh, shit. Um, I don't remember now. I'm I pretty think... sure it was Ross. Was it Ross that helped them mentor? Yeah, them? sure. It was one of the other white gays. Nope. That was one of the None panel. of us can remember. Yeah, it was some, somebody <laughs> was there. There were people. Uh, there were some shapes and loud noises. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i'm like i remember giorgio that's about that's about it yeah he had some it had to be constructive stuff i'm pretty sure it was ross i don't think it, it wasn't cart i don't remember i don't know you know what's funny is that when it comes down to it like half the time that there's that there's like a comedy thing ross is not the guest like the, the judge that week mm-hmm. and it ends up being carson yeah. and it's like why can't we ch- can't we time these better to make it actually work out that the comedian is there for the the comedy challenge no we need the um the fashion guy the fashion guy to help with the comedy Uh, (laughs) not that he he is so funny though i love carson 
Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, you know, it's yeah. and and they both are constructive but positive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I what I enjoy about it. And there are times where I don't mind having a little bit more of a cutting like edge to your comments and your critiques of the queens. But sometimes, like I know Michelle Visage can be funny, but she's not a a comedian. No. She's not somebody that you're you're paying to watch do stand up. So maybe take a step back from being so critical and let like give comments and give feedback, but maybe you aren't the one to be 100% the be all and end all of what is funny, Michelle. Like, and I love Michelle. Don't get me wrong. I do too. I think I love her so much. And I don't mind. Sometimes you need a little step back. Yeah. But I think she's the one that's there to kind of be more critical. She can be. She does. I don't think she minds being hated for her comments. Let's put it I'm that. I'm not way. mad about She's gonna that. be real. Yeah. I love it. I love a good harsh criticism. But also, kind of know your place. <laughs> but know that you were not a comedian. I, right. I'm. I'm not paying you to go see you do comedy. So maybe your thoughts and your choice on like what is the be all and end all of what is funny, mm-hmm. and and comedy is subjective, and I I understand that as well, but. I'd rather somebody like a Giorgio Solomon who is a, a comedian. I'd rather yes. that's like when there's this is what when, they uh, do. <laughs> yeah. It's their thing. Janisco yeah. was in the uh the Santa School for Girls as the director. Having somebody who is an actual director be a part of the challenge mm-hmm. is so much better than just Michelle and, and Rue sitting there directing to what they find entertaining. This is somebody. Janixa Bravo is somebody who gets paid to direct films. Yes. That's the critique. That's the feedback that I want. And that changed the vibe in how it was being done. So having Giorgio Solomon there to help give that feedback from that perspective. And I'll even give like, even Carson may not be a quote unquote stand-up comedian, but I know that the when queer eye for the straight guy was in its height you had a lot of these like speaking engagements and these tours where they're they're doing comedy along with what their the show is Mm -hmm. so there's all of this kind of aspect of it of needing to be a a professional comedian and uh, even to a a smaller extent so i'm okay with the two of them giving some of that feedback but you know, we didn't even, we didn't have to worry about it as much this time around because they provided quality feedback to the queens, and we got to see like an eighth of what they did on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was. I mean, this was one of the best comedy, like roasts or any you know any of those stand up kind of comedy speech you know things that they've done i think i think everyone did pretty well i was kind of impressed especially with some of them and even the ones that didn't do good i mean at least they were self-aware and they they kind of (laughs) brought it back so that there's something to be said about that they didn't think they did a great job and really did terrible like some queens have done in the past on challenges (laughs) yeah 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 It, it probably won't be something that we will remember in a year or two or five 
Yeah. But in the moment, it did not detract from or or feel like it it, it tanked the challenge overall. Mm-hmm. So as the queens are in the workroom, kind of going over, writing everything, writing down their jokes and getting prepared for the roast, one of the things that really kind of stood out was for for how I may not like her as a person, uh, one of the things that we've seen a lot throughout this entire competition has been Trinity's willingness to help out the fellow her fellow queens, whether it's sewing up a an outfit right quick for Monet to wear during the dance challenge, uh, maxi challenge whether it was helping Jinx with her outfit in the first, um, the ball challenge, and just, you know, just being there and helping all the girls. And, and I think at some point in time, there was some help being given to just about everybody when it came to designing or making, uh, maybe less so like somebody like Raja, who um, who's, uh, does very well on her own, or, or a Jada who already does all of these amazing outfits herself. But she's been very vocally from the rest of the queens a great help in the workroom. Yes. So when they are kind of reminiscing about the fact that like Raja hasn't been a part of a, a, a roast or a comedy challenge on Drag Race because season five was the first one to introduce that kind of challenge. Um, and then Jada talking about how on her season they didn't have a roast, but the comedy challenge she bombed in. And then the conversation turns to Trinity and the fact that this is her third roast. Season nine was the um, the roast of Michelle Visage. All Stars 4 was roast in peace for Lady Bunny, the uh, funeral roast. Yes. And she did not do well in either of that. No. And she knows that this is a hurdle that she needs to overcome. It's a challenge. But one of the things that was so lovely to see was somebody like Jinx, who struggled very much in the the ball challenge in creating her look, being very vocal about the fact that if Trinity needed any help, like writing the jokes, doing the setups, going over any of that, that she was there to help her out. And that is what sets this this competition especially apart from any other drag race because you know that nobody's going home you know that when it comes down to it it's it's not as big of a detriment to you to help out a fellow competitor Mm -hmm. you know and the funny part is i think everybody knew going into a challenge like this that jinx had it in the bag but I'm sure you I'm sure you might remember this, but Jinx has been a part of one roast. She was in the the first ever roast, the roast, the roast of RuPaul in season five. She did not win that challenge. So I, Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that I'm was so bad at remembering like drag race history. Oh Coco yeah, yeah. was the one who won that challenge. Oh, that's actually really surprising to me hearing it again. <laughs> Coco, yeah like, yeah hmm. i didn't know that i guess i forgot about that 
it well part of the 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 whole thing with that was the fact that um jinx was obviously labeled as the comedy queen and then coco who that was her big struggle was was the comedy and it was that whole thing that whole like pageant versus comedy thing they were trying to do and she did the uh ruse play cousin from the brewster projects and gave that character right and she ended up winning and kind of lorded it over Jinx afterwards. Like, oh, you're the comedy girl and I won the, the comedy challenge. So Jinx had never won a roast. Granted, she's only been in one of them. But she didn't have a roast win under her belt. And that is a huge part of what she does. So going into this, I think we were all pretty certain that Jinx was going to nail this, was going to do phenomenally well. But at the same time, she hadn't won a cha- the, the Roast Challenge before. So where we see a couple of these stories forming in, uh, in Trinity needing to overcome, Jada having not really had great success in that one woman show, Raja never having taken part in a Roast Challenge on Drag Race. So it was interesting to see how they were kind of setting up the, the field and how it would play out over the course of the episode. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think I could kind of see it coming with the whole Trinity thing that she was, I don't, she wasn't going to bomb. I didn't expect her to. I expected her to actually do pretty good from the setup and kind of having her be like an underdog story and coming back and, you know, doing well. I yeah, I mean honestly, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I think I think I could tell from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was something that I, I was looking at going, okay, you're obviously setting this up to be a uh overcoming this challenge. The the kind of weird part to me was that like this is the only time that it's really been at the forefront because you have somebody like Jinx. And I, I I mean, I guess when it comes down to it, you can only do so much with what the girls are providing. Right. But we we haven't really seen a lot of, of that, hey, here was a challenge you bombed in your season and now it's time to overcome. You know, we saw it with Valentina and All-Stars 4 with her lip sync to Ariana Grande. They love a good comeback story or you have overcome this challenge yeah so to only really see it here with trinity was was a little interesting but i guess i kind of understand it yeah i get it i mean it's it's a story (laughs) (laughs) it's a story it's a story and that's for sure (laughs) so now that we've gotten all of the storyline stuff out of the way, it's time to hit the stage. It is time for the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors <laughs> Hall of Shade Roast. I did it this time without looking, and I'm nope, proud of myself was, for that. <laughs> that was perfect. So the queens are all on the main stage, and I there is still something missing to me 
about not having a crowd. And I know that it's COVID protocols, COVID guidelines. Um, you've got the cast and the, the crew. The thing that, this is a little bit of a tangent. Did you see the trailer for Secret Celebrity Drag Race season two? I have not. <laughs> yeah, coming back. Did you watch the first time around? I did. Okay. So you know how that was more of a drag you experience? Mm-hmm. It's coming back in August, but it's going to be more like the Masked Singer. And the judges will not know who the person is. Um, They're just going to see the performance. And I guess the audience, like we as the audience won't know either. We won't know. Uh, People have already like taken a still shot from the trailer of the the backs of everybody and deduced who some of the the contestants will be. Some are pretty easy to, to, to spot. Right. But they the big thing with it is I guess it's I don't I don't know where it was filmed. I have a feeling it was filmed in Vegas. Um, but it's it's a whole new setup. It's not on like the drag race main stage, and there's an audience oh. and no plexiglass panels anymore in between the, the judges. <laughs> so like it feels like a an old like uh, in the before times production a long long ago <laughs> yeah ex- exactly right. so it the, it's really weird to me when you have uh these comedy challenges and no audience yes there is something missing there's a, a an air an energy missing. Yeah. yes yeah because Need that connection Rue was trying her best to be all of the laughter for everyone <laughs> who normally is in the room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot of laughter coming from RuPaul this episode. I know. I mean, and sometimes it would go on for like what felt like 20 seconds of just that RuPaul like cackle, which I I love. And I, because I mean, my laugh is weird than cackle, not cackly, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I could listen to it for like a good solid three minutes and just laugh along with her. Absolutely, but there was like, a lot of it this time. She she was slapping that sweat pant covered knee. <laughs> the hidden the sweat pant covered knee. <laughs> yes but rue hits the runway looking fab um i i'm of a mixed mind she looks great the makeup is is really well done there's just a little something different compared to when matthew used to do her hair and makeup that just isn't the same with raven and i don't know the name of the person doing her wigs now, uh, but not Delta Work. But there's just a little something not the same. And obviously, Matthew was doing Rue's makeup forever, like 20 plus years, 25 years or, or, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't expect that to be the same. Like, you know, you can't expect somebody to come in and just be able to replicate that. Right. But there's just a little something Different. more artificial. Yeah. It's less soft, less, you know, realism obviously is, has become kind of an antiquated term. Uh, but I think in in this case, for a, a female impersonator such as RuPaul, 
it's it, it kind of is a little something that always was there in the past there was a softness mm-hmm. and now it's a bit more of a a striking makeup that's being done and it, it comes down to personal preference on how, how you like it obviously she's happy with how her makeup looks because she hasn't fired raven right and is giving raven another season of uh painted by raven on wow presents plus so she's obviously not too mad about it but obviously looks stunning and uh we have all of our participants awaiting the opening remarks from the dean of the kennedy davenport center honors probably my favorite part of this episode we bring out winter green are you uh... <laughs> i love winter green so good she's just like i don't know like so funny and just like i feel like you can tell like she just has like a good soul just here to have fun here to have a good time not afraid to obviously try new things and just be out there and it's just it's good to see her back like i mean have her on any time because i will um, i'm here for it <laughs> i i was texting my friend jamie on friday when the episode came out and he i was working and he he was watching and he's like the cameo this week is the best one yet and i don't think i got to watch until saturday it was either friday night or saturday when i i was watching and i was texting him and literally just lost it when wintergreen came out and he was like didn't i tell you it was the best cameo and i was like absolutely <laughs> right i i i remember being at the parliament house at the the drag race viewing party for season nine for that episode because when they were when they were about to come out i looked at at this one guy i forget who it was it was wasn't somebody i think that i was uh, really like good friends with um but but like a bar acquaintance and i said to him i said if if peppermint's drag daughter is not named wintergreen i'm going to riot <laughs> and then she came out as wintergreen and i was like i was like oh perfect and he looked at me he's like how did you know that and he said it's lifesavers it's a right. goddamn lifesavers <laughs> flavor <laughs> it's the only choice wint o green was the lifesaver flavor mm-hmm. and when she came out as wintergreen i was like no that's that's fine i'm good with that like that yes. is beautiful i'm done i'm in let's do it right so seeing wintergreen come out for this was phenomenal and then not only does wintergreen come out to be a part of this but wintergreen then proceeds to recite the entire untucked explanation <laughs> from the death becomes her runway <laughs> yes uh dead right. dead 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 fucking lived i i i I died and i live it was great (laughs) uh Uh, so after the opening remarks from wintergreen we then go into the roast so we don't dissect everything like each person's roast we don't do all any of that we we already talked long enough throughout this episode about all of the the minutiae of of the drag race world how we do this is we do highs and lows so let's run through let's 
usually we start with the highs and we, we go with the lows. Okay. Let's start with the lows. And okay. that way we can we can uh, kind of end uh, the roast challenge because this was such a good challenge overall that I want to end it on a positive. Sure. So, Brian, when it came down to this roast, what were some of the, the lowlights for you of the challenge? Honestly, my only one would have been Jada, which I wouldn't even call it a low because it was still really funny. I mean, she stumbled and that happens to everybody. I mean... No matter who you are, I don't care if you've been doing like stand-up comedy forever. You're gonna have a show where you just like you fuck up and it just becomes a snowball. But like, at least she caught herself. And the only thing I would have said that she should have done would have been a um, like a look over there moment. That's the yeah. only thing that could have saved it. Like, just mess up a couple times. Be like, I know this isn't working. Look over there. Because that works. It works for her, and it's on brand for her. Had she done that, like, right at the end and then ran away from the podium? <laughs> it would great that she would have just run back to her seat. But <laughs> look over there. No, and then she no, sits back not, down. No, not even sit back down. She needs to just go, like, crawl, <laughs> like, crawl off the stage, past the judges, and just, like, out to some car in the parking lot and hide. That would have been perfect. She's like, look over there. I'm going to craft services. Bye. Jada would have probably been the only low because everyone else I think did great. I mean, I, I agree with you on Jada. I didn't Evie Evie's roast was interesting to me. It it wasn't bad, but I don't feel like it was honed in enough. Yeah. Like it it just felt like I don't know if maybe she was a little hesitant because I, I don't know what her her drag performing background is. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If it's more of a performance and you're not used to doing things like roasts, you're not used to doing things uh, that kind of require that, that edge and that kind of pointedness to it, it, it can be a little tough. And they didn't have a roast on season 11, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I'm trying so. to think. I know season nine did. I don't think they brought a roast back until 14. I'm, I don't think there was. They're, they've done comedy challenges. Right. But we also know that, like, you know, Snatch Game is an Evie's you know cup of tea as well but 
if you're not used to that, if you're not used to the rose format, it can be very daunting, especially when you're up there with those queens. So while I didn't think it was horrible, I I, I do think that it, it wasn't as strong as it possibly could have been in comparison to the other girls. I think both of them definitely fell on the lower side of, of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Now on the flip side, what were some highlights for you from this Rose Challenge? Uh, well, I think, honestly, probably Jinx and Monet would have been who I think the, the top were. Like, I mean, I'm so glad you said that, because <laughs> I agree with you on that. To be 100% honest, I, I had a conversation with, uh, with one of my other online friends, uh, Luke, who was on the podcast, uh, the recap with me a couple of episodes ago, I think for the Draguations episode. And uh, I had said that I was like, honestly, I think that Monet and and was better than Trinity. Yeah. Overall, honestly, I've, I honestly loved Raja as well. I yes, I loved Raja too. But I mean, I don't know if maybe it was still them going for that Trinity story comeback story. Um, I mean, maybe that had some of it, but I mean, she was, I mean, she was very good too, but I, I just think Monet and Jinx are, they were the top two for me. They were the funniest. Um, they just had the best roasts and the most, um, you know, the most like roast-like jokes, like mean, but with like a, a softness edge to it that like comes from a place of love and not just like, not just like a spiteful mean thing, but like, I, I just think theirs was the best. I love Jinx with her. Um, well, I know everyone was doing like Evie having a big dick joke, but Jinx is doing coke off of Evie's dick and having to stop halfway through. Like I know that joke's been done too and like needing to come up for air or whatever, but like <laughs> the way she like twisted it to like, and then I thought I've become my mother. Like that's just, it's genius. It's so so funny like oh i love that for her (laughs) i i love that it was a callback to snatch game right because she did it as judy garland talking about uh frank sinatra and dean martin yes uh and that that whole story which was a phenomenal callback but then so to pull back the curtain just a little bit we're recording a little later in the week than we normally do these uh recap recordings so I will watch the pit stop, but I will not have had the chance to listen to Race Chaser because their episodes drop on Wednesdays. And I'd normally record sometime between like Saturday and, and Tuesday, depending on scheduling. But since we're recording on a Wednesday, the I was able, I've listened to probably about two thirds of the Race Chaser episode from today. And Willem was talking about the fact that when they were doing the roast tour together, the haters roast tour, that Jinx has used that joke before, but she would constantly change the punchline. So that way it kept it fresh and new. So for her to, like for that to be kind of a staple, but for there to always be just this little different twist and little different punch to it, I think that's fantastic. Like, I, I, I love it. I mean, that is a genius move on her part because you find what works and you do it. And I will say this because, because we have both made our, our opinion 
clear on the fact that we think that Trinity didn't necessarily deserve uh, her top two placement and that it was very storyline driven. Um, and I think we'll play into other things that will eventually happen throughout the rest of this uh, competition. Yeah. I will say this. She did a great job. Oh, Comparative definitely. to season nine and All Stars 4, she definitely did a better job than she's ever done with a roast. I just felt like it was very basic and didn't have the same teeth to it that a roast should have. Right. Where, like, Raja, part of the reason why I say I loved Raja's is because it really felt like a roast. Yes. She she laid into the girls. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. J- jokes like, uh, you know, Monet should, uh, should be living in Reseda because that's where her hairline is. <laughs> Like, these are things that are part of a real roast. You right. don't have these kind of watered-down jokes for a TV audience that is going to take these things and be like, oh, my God, how could you be that mean? No. That's what the challenge that's is. The, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was part of what resonated with me, with Raja's set. Um I think overall, and I think Willem said this on Race Chaser, she's like, I want to congratulate Trinity's joke writers because they did a good job. So, and if you came into it with pre-done jokes because you know there's going to be a roast or a comedy challenge, even if it's leftover shit from from the reading challenge, great. Come in prepared. It's only going to benefit you. Yeah. But there was a certain... There was a certain confidence, a certain arrogance, a certain swagger that she didn't have that some of the other girls did. Um, You can still be kind of laid back. Like, I didn't, from what we saw of Shay's roast, I kind of have it in the middle in my mind. It's not a low point, not a highlight. Yes. Um, But she had this demeanor that worked because that's the Shea Kool-Aid brand. That's who she is. If she's going to read you, she's not going to be mean about it. She's not going to be vicious. She's going to, it's going to be in a matter of fact kind of way. Mm -hmm. And, and I think for me, if Trinity had a little bit more of, of a, of a bravado to her reads and her roast, I think I'd be like, okay, I can definitely see this. Yes. So I don't want no hate mail. Nobody, you know, I mean, feel free to ask me, whatever. <laughs> engagement on Twitter is gonna is engagement on Twitter. But I don't think that it was top two placement. No. We haven't even mentioned the other person who I think really had a shot to be top two. And that was Viv. Viv, uh, yep. Yeah, it's, it was good. <laughs> yeah, she was so good. And I think it helps that she's English. Because there's just something. Is she to British? That. She hasn't mentioned it. At oh, all. oh, I, I think so. I feel like I might have heard that. Like she might have been on that, that one show, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, or something like that. I feel like yeah. I heard. I don't know, but I don't know. There's something <laughs> about that British humor and English humor where 
and when they're like like it's when they're roasting you too or making fun of you or they're being so mean but it it still comes off as so nice and also just like fancy like <laughs> it's like i don't know i just love it so much i find it so endearing and it's my oh it's just my favorite yeah, but no I, she did so good i listen i i've never been a huge like viv fan or stan like uh, first off i hate the term stan but um <laughs> i i have a a special affinity towards the entirety of uk season one yes because so i'm not i'm not the type of person that watches the meet the queens videos i'm not the type of person that does like all of this uh almost studying before a season happens that's not that's not who i am your chance to impress me and and get me to like you is on the show like let me let me see what you do on the show right however when in uh in september of 2019 this is a month before the the show premiered uk season one i got to go to DragCon new york as press and they had the entire they brought the entire cast of season one to DragCon. And because this the show was premiering in a month, and it was one of the first, I think UK was one of, if not the first, like international variant of the show. So they were there was a lot of focus on it. That they trotted the girls out. There was a whole little like meet and mingle on the the floor. I think the on the first day, which is usually like VIP and press, and then on the last day, on the Sunday of DragCon. Uh, they we went into the press room and they brought the girls out two by two, hurrah, hurrah, uh, and had them go down the line of press, uh, the different press people that were there. So it was one, it felt really cool to actually have Flame On be like real press where they, they put tape and like they had our name, like we, we got put into, we were put in line. But then they had the girls come through and we got to interview my friend Brian, who lives up here in Chicago, went with me uh, to that to that event. And uh, he helped, you know, do uh, do the video and while we were recording the, the interviews. And I got to, like, talk to the queens, all 10 of the queens. I got to spend a couple of, you know, maybe about five minutes with each of them, like each set of them, take some pictures, do all this. So I developed such an affinity for that entire cast that it didn't matter if they went home first or they won the show. I really just enjoyed them as people. Oh. And I'm not, like, like I said, I'm not a huge, huge Viv fan. I called it from the beginning that she was going to win the the, the show. Um, but I, I like to be in it. And I loved Baga, you know. I, yes. Everyone loves Baga. You can't. I didn't love her as much on UK versus the world. Yeah, she got a little full of herself on that. Like she needed to take rein it in just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I still love her and just I don't know. There's something about her that's just so funny and and yeah, warm and charming. Yeah. And that was from the time that I met her, I was like, okay, this is this is my this is my queen for for, from this cast. Mm -hmm. Um but Viv has been doing phenomenal in a lot of the challenges. But at the same time, I'm like, Jinx is my girl. 
back the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I need you to not be, I, I need you to not be like trying to go for my girl. So I, as much as I wouldn't wanted her to win the challenge or win a star, so that way I jinx, you know, she was still further away from jinx in the, the standings. I still think that Viv had a better claim to the top two spot. I think that Raja had a better claim to the top two spot. I think Monet had a better claim to the top two spot. But from a storyline, from a production standpoint, obviously overcoming, doing well in that challenge really played into the overcoming the two bad roasts that you've done before and gave her the win. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I feel that way too. Because I think, like you said, Raja and... uh who else was it? Monet. Like, I think they just fit, and Vivian all fit the roast aspect. Like, they filled the brief more. Yeah. Or fit the brief, whatever the saying is. But no, I think it, they actually roasted more yeah. than, like, say, Trinity. But I mean, they were all, like I said, every single person I think did good. Even Jada, when she bombed, everyone was good. Everyone was funny. There wasn't, like, I forget which challenge it was. There was the one challenge before. It might have been one of the snatch games or something where it was just like, it was like just not that funny, unfortunately. And it was just like, it was long. It's like, okay, let's just wrap this up. But no, this was like, I could have listened to this for a a whole hour. They could have done a whole episode of just the roast and I would have been perfectly content. I would kill to see the All-Star 7 snatch game in in its entirety. (laughs) <laughs> and the all-star seven roast in its entirety put it on wild WoW presents plus put it on paramount plus like make it something extra that's behind a, a, a platform paywall whatever yes. i would 100 percent watch uh, a 30 45 60 minute version of i like those two challenges because you know they were they were much longer than what we got to see oh i'm you sure. know the 15 minutes total was nothing in comparison you know we're getting jokes that are being tweeted out um i think evie said something uh along the lines of uh trinity has been called many things a pageant queen a look queen she devil by night you know <laughs> like there there were all these little things that got cut that i would love to see and would probably could possibly change how i feel about my thoughts on whether or not Trinity was that top two person or or how these queens did because yeah. it's still a show and they're still going to edit things to make make us see the show or see the challenge in a certain way. But we will end our conversation about the roast <laughs> with this one comment about how Trinity was has been so nice that she even let down her last her last boyfriend. Uh, gently and told them let's just be cousins let's just be cousins <laughs> it's a, that one and the one about um who was it was it shay that was introducing her and also did the um you know don't expect too much because her family she comes from a family of snake handlers from appalachia yes. like both of those both of those are just perfect on point the best oh love it love it uh, so this challenge, honestly, top marks in my book. But even better is this runway. Uh, so we've already we've already mentioned the the love that I have for this runway. But 
the runway category, the theme of the night is all glowed up. So all of these looks incorporate an element of lighting and the runway lights get turned off so we can actually see this shit because uh, Ginger Minj famously did not have lights turned off even though she had stuff in her uh, lights on her outfit. Uh, I think Kennedy had the same thing happen to her on, on one of the runways. This time around, they went for they went for that good lighting. They got that yes. good lighting because not <laughs> only did they turn the lights off when they were at the front of the, the runway, they got that spotlight just on right the face. On the face. Mm-hmm. And that's not always a good thing for drag queens. But this was done brilliantly because they all looked fucking stunning in that light. Yes, it was perfect. It was like good sex lighting too. Like that's how you want to be seen naked, isn't that lighting? <laughs> like just enough to see the silhouette, but it hides, you know, everything, everything else. else. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. Okay. Did you have any low lights from this runway? Um, not really, no. The only thing I took notes, I'm looking over my notes. The only one was that I really said was um for trinity i wish there was more of a concept behind it rather than just being pretty lights nice silhouette i want that i love i like the concept i need that concept to be something you know what's funny do you know what the first thing that i thought when i saw trinity in that outfit i agree that there wasn't a concept aside from just all of las vegas wrapped around her body the first thing I thought was EDC. I was like, she's oh. the goddamn Electric Daisy Carnival right there. <laughs> and because, I mean, honestly, even the back of it kind of looked like a daisy, like the right. the, the way that the lighting was. Um, but that that was my, my first thought was EDC. I could see that, yeah, now that you mentioned that. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, that, just... maybe that gives it a concept. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But if she was going for that, I need, like, full EDC, like, you know just more i just needed more of i needed to know what she was going for that's all yeah my only my only kind of critique that i will mention about this runway and this is so bad because it's 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 a minor critique because she looked fucking stunning and i do not want this to like come across that i'm disparaging this look in any way shape or form monet yeah. I wish it lit up more. It Same. was gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. She looked stunning. I love the concept. I wish it lit up more. Right. Because when the lights went out, it, there, wasn't, there wasn't an impact. And it almost looked better with the lights on. And when it's a glow challenge, you want it to be impactful when the lights yeah. are off. Mm-hmm. But no, still I sunny. agree with that too. Yeah. So yeah, nobody at me on that one because I still loved it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I think that's this whole episode. Like some things were not as good as others, but everything was amazing and perfect. And yeah. it's just like kind of splitting hairs at this point because it was all so good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so on the flip side, what were some of your 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 highlights? Your high your the high moments from this runway. And there were a lot. <laughs> there was so many. Um I loved Evie's uh mushroom, oh. blue mushroom 
thing. Oh it God. was that was amazing. Um, Best she's ever looked on the runway. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would, yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't even I was, realize it was mushrooms at first. No, I was just like, "Bitch looks <laughs> fucking stunning." I don't know what the, and then just like mushrooms, and I was like, "Oh, that makes oh, yeah, a lot of sense." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I love that one. I also was gonna say, um, <laughs> I loved uh, Vivian's. Uh, the the wings, I was like, those are my favorite wings I think that have ever been on Drag Race because they had the movement, they were flowy, um, going from like the white to color. I love that. I like that one too a lot. Courtney Act would like to have a word with you about about. No, wings. listen, listen. <laughs> when Courtney did hers, those were the best. But I'm sorry, I think these. And then remember that time when Courtney was on stage and one of her wings broke. Did you ever see that video? That no. was a moment too. She just start, she just started spinning to make them, <laughs> to make her wings extend, and it was the funniest. No, I, I, Courtney's wings were like it was like a game changer for Drag Race. But these wings had like the movement, and they were just like really elegant. And I think I they were my favorite wings. I'm sorry. <laughs> my so again a great look, but kind of like. Neither, um, neither one of my highs or my my critiques uh, was was Viv's outfit. It looked cool, very cool. Yeah, uh, that Page Boy like haircut wig was that was not the team. Like she could have done something a whole lot better with that. With yeah, things. that is true. You're right about that. I guess I was just you know like distracted by shiny lights. I mean, hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I Jinx's burned at the stake, which oh just, god, oh, so good, and so that good. just like deranged laugh. It's so good, but she, who was it? Was it RuPaul that yelled Balenciaga? Like why yes. Jinx needed to do that? That needed to be a moment too, because how could you not? It's iconic. I mean, she, she wasn't Myrtle Snow in about. Like if she had wore a Myrtle <laughs> Snow type wig, maybe. But that's true. But I. Any witch being burned at the stake at this point should just yell Balenciaga. I mean, true, true. <laughs> and I will say this: I loved Raja's look. Oh, my! Yes. I only wish that there was some lights on the front. Yeah, and maybe if they could, they needed like some fog or smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. it didn't read as. I'm sure it was stunning in person, maybe, and it was just one of those things where it just didn't translate as well on film. I mean, it was gorgeous. But it was still beautiful, yes. And when they showed it from the side, you saw all the, the lasers, like yes. the 200 lasers. That, that was great. I just, I, I wish there was a little something on the front when the lights were out. Because yeah. when the lights were on, that shit was like, when she turned that corner and started the runway, I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> but overall, amazing runway. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, and Shays. Oh, Can we uh, talk about oh, Shays Sunflower? Yes. Yes. I, oh, yeah. when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> it reminded me of Spectro Magic at Disney World back in the day. <laughs> like my fav favorite nighttime parade, and I miss it so much. And, but that's what it reminded me of. I was like, she could have fucking walked right down Main Street in Spectro Magic. And I would be like, yeah, that's, she belongs there. And it was cool to see. I think hers probably maybe like techno from like a tech standpoint. I was probably the most impressed with hers too, I would think. Because she had it that. Was stunning. Yeah, it was just like, it was so good. It was so pretty and beautiful. But yeah. Ooh, 
in the mermaid one that Jada was in. Oh, I love that too because it was so like I don't know. There's just people need to stop trying to do mermaids on stage. It's never gonna work. But like that also kind of brought me back to like the Broadway Disney version of the Little Mermaid, where they had everyone on skates and it was like like pirate Xanadu. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I it's just I don't know. Mermaids on stage doesn't work for me. But I still loved it. I loved it. The lighting on it was so beautiful and the yeah. it was good too. It was good. Yeah. But yeah, it just I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there because I needed to. No, I listen, I hear you. And I think this might be like I think we've covered everybody actually, which is I awesome. think I was gonna say and looking at my notes that was every single person that And that's a rarity <laughs> because usually there are like distinct highs and distinct lows. Mm-hmm. This runway was just Everyone across the board. So fucking fantastic. Yeah. So we move out of the runway into the uh critiques, which are all just positive. Yes. <laughs> I think except Michelle kind of Telling Raja that maybe she was a little too harsh, which that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just yeah. It's kind of what we were here for. That's a roast. Like I don't need you pussyfooting around and being nicey nicey because it's not what a roast is. Exactly. And I don't agree with that at all. And there's uh, rumors and whispers in the Willems that uh, Raja may have snapped at Michelle during this. Uh, this episode and, and quite possibly centered around something along those lines. Who knows? <laughs> you know, we'll never see that footage. <laughs> you know, no. it's buried. But um, the Queens come back from their untucked time. Do you watch Untucked? We usually don't talk Untucked on, on our recaps. Have you watched any of the Untucked this season? I, I haven't. No, usually I do. I love Untucked, but I just, I haven't this season. The season's interesting because for the most part, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's not much that happens and there's like a lot of forced, like, do things. Uh, they brought the big pink furry box back, though, uh, from from the first couple of seasons, the first four seasons, or yeah. I guess two, three, and four. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, two, two through six. Because seven is when they went away from the gold bar and the uh, the silver lounge. And, okay, yeah, the yeah. interior illusions. Yes, yes. Yeah. Where the safe queens would then get shuttled into the gold bar afterwards. That way, they keep the girls separate for a while longer and then bring them all back. Right. But but they they brought the pink big pink furry box and they had to play two truths and a lie, which led to Monet's being um, like when she was in the UK a uh, trade came over and hooked up with her and then stole her beats headphones and then came to her show that same night um i forget what the other one oh her family didn't know that she did drag before coming on to drag race and the third thing and this isn't the order that she said them but the third thing was that she is hooked up with somebody on the cast which led to the who fucked Monet tagline that is now Jada's <laughs> Jada Hall, Jada Essence Hall Investigations new tagline of who fucked Monet? <laughs> Nobody would fess up to it. And Monet said that she would not, she would not uh, spill the tea on that one. So if you're on Twitter, 
go check out Jada Essence Hall's uh, Twitter account because she has tweeted out about it, including a chart of like the. Uh, <laughs> Does that have like red yarn and everything like a detective? Oh God, no! I wish oh, that'd be phenomenal. That would be even better. I think after the snatch game, the Untucked had another pink furry box, and it was um, Kiki, Kai Kai, and Mary. I think that's how they did it. And uh, so there was a a chart of Kiki, Kai Kai, and Mary, and like all of the girls, and like who are who chose who for which one to try to like start to deduce who who would have slept with Monet. And the funny part is that Jada is one of the the two people that said that she would sleep with Monet. So so the internet has also turned around and said. <laughs> ma'am jada was we, it you, you yeah. are you forgetting we, we think you're deflecting here so <laughs> well who was the other one i think jinx. jinx i think jinx was the other one well jinx would say that about anyone though i would think i mean honestly. I, don't think, I don't think she's shy about that it's like <laughs> do you have a pulse are you within a 10-foot radius then come on over and come on in <laughs> exactly and that's why we love jinx <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was one of the big that was like the, the best moment and uh oh yeah we had special guest judge uh ronan farrow oh yeah like w- okay sure why <laughs> the, yeah like, <laughs> i mean it was fine he was there he was there he was uh, there but all all the guest judges have gone back and, and spent some time with the girls and and he did as well and it was fine. But uh, after the deliberations have, have occurred, we find out that the top two and we've already been talking about this uh, were Jinx Monsoon. If anybody thought there was going to not happen, I feel very sorry for you. And spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you made it this far and you haven't been spoiled, I'm amazed. <laughs> And uh, Trinity, which we both have agreed that we didn't see it for her, but RuPaul and the producers did. So good for her. Uh, Bringing Jinx's star total to a whopping four with her fifth challenge win. Uh, Trinity now joins the three star club with Jada Essence Hall. Monet. Evie. Raja and the Viv all have two stars. And poor little Shay is sitting Shay. on one star island by herself. Uh, Ava Max's Kings and Queens is the, the lip sync song. This was a weird lip sync. First off, Jinx looking like um, the Dutch boy. <laughs> Well, you go from Burning Witch to Dutch Boy. Yeah. I mean, obviously. (laughs) Sure. And then Trinity, for being a performer, being a pageant queen, I feel like she's got about 10 tricks in her book, and she does them all the time. And then when she tries to do something different, it's really awkward. Yeah, a little strange. Like, why did she... Why did she... Why did... Why did she simulate fellatio 
on Jinx in the middle of the lip sync? <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a choice. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you, but I think I don't know. Even so, Jinx her lip syncs are always a little strange to me. Like I, I guess I know she's yeah. not like a dancer, but it's always like drunk mom on the dance floor at a wedding kind of but i mean i live for it it's funny when she and when she does funny it's so funny but it is always a little weird but i think she gets that like i think she knows that that's not going to be like her strong suit so she's gonna ham it up and be funny but yeah trinity i trinity's lip syncs can be really great but this was kind of it was a weird choice it was kind of weird The best part of, of the whole thing was getting her makeup on Jinx's titty and that just being <laughs> yeah. on her tit the, the rest of the, the lip sync. It was right. it was ridiculous. Well, you know, makeup titties are a thing. I w- I didn't realize that was makeup at first. I literally thought that like the, the shirt was too tight. And you know, you know that fabric that when it's pulled too too tight, it, it kind of either turns white or see-through. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what it was. Oh, I thought that's gotcha. what had happened. I guess not. <laughs> I guess that was not what happened. Uh, just a little makeup, just a little, you know, little foundation. <laughs> yeah. But Jinx is declared the winner of the lip sync, is awarded uh, $10,000. She is now the winningest queen. Um, at the moment with, I believe, 32.5. I think that's the running total. Um, so great payday for her so far. She's probably made back close to what she spent on outfits. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But the big gag is that the platinum, but really gold, plunger is no longer in effect. Trinity... Trinity and Monet spending all that time in the workroom talking about who they would block. Oh, right. I forgot about that. They spent a good, from what we saw, a good old while talking about who should get blocked. Yes. And it was all for naught because we go into our final challenge next week, the talent show, where everybody has a level playing field and... They haven't said it, but we know there's going to be a twist in that last episode. Oh, because there needs to be a twist. Because that's just how this game rolls. Oh my god, what if the twist is everyone? Everyone lip syncs for the crown. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, you know, remember I how we said for top four? <laughs> we lied. It's top everyone, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> oh well i would they, think that's hilarious everyone else would be pissed <laughs> right right it would be it'd be interesting i i don't think that's going to be the case i love no, the fact that no, like everybody <laughs> and their mama at this point who has a, a microphone and a platform to put out their their thoughts on on drag race always mentions Mario Party and like either getting extra stars awarded or stealing stars. Like mm-hmm. I love that as a collective hive mind. That's where we all go to because I mean who doesn't love and hate Mario Party for that reason. Oh yes. I mean I I never even thought about that yet. So uh, <laughs> apparently uh, I'm not in that loop. But I 
I I don't know. I don't see that happening. But it could. Who knows? Could you imagine if they were like most compliments given to RuPaul? Here's a star. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Most snapbacks at Michelle Raja. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That would be. Oh my god, I would die. I would die. So. We go into this last episode. It still could potentially be anybody's game because we don't know what twists may may be in store. But before we wrap up the conversation on this episode, I'm going to ask you, Brian, what I ask all of my guests. Who do you see as the final two queens lip-syncing for their second crown and the title of Queen of All Queens? Oh, okay. Well, Jinx for sure, just because she's done so good this season the whole time. I mean, she's never really had, like, a terrible week. Um, and then probably I would I would want to go with Monet, personally. I think she'd deserve it. She's just so funny on the top all the time, too. Um, but yeah, I would, if it top two, I would think Jinx Monet. I'm with you there. That's been those have been my girls. I I have a soft spot for both of them, uh, both a professional and a um, a working relationship with both of them, and I I I adore both of them. This is a season where honestly, I wouldn't like it if Trinity won, but I'd understand it because she's done a phenomenal job. There really isn't anybody on this cast that I would be like, I'd be like, oh my God, why did that person win? Right. It's not like if Serena Chacha won All-Star 6. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, like even even Shay with her one little star, if she won some miraculous way, I wouldn't even be mad at it. Cause she's so, everyone's just so phenomenal. They're all so good this season. Because even with, no matter what their star totals are, there really haven't been a lot of challenges where any queen has done horribly. Like, Shay's done well in a lot of challenges Mm -hmm. and just not been in the top. So it's not like you could sit there and say, well, she's been horrible all season. How did she win? Right. And that's just, that's everybody. Some queens are, are definitely being shown more. And, and having a much better overall um, image. But at the end of the day, they all are doing an incredible job. So, yeah, but I'm with you. We, we, we share a lot of the same opinions on, on these. So, yeah. look, just confirmation bias. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just everyone's done so good. So everyone... You know, they're all stars and they're all winners in my book. <laughs> but no, I definitely, Jinx and Monet, I think they have just outshined and I think they deserve to be in the top two. I concur. I concur. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Dear listeners, hope that you've enjoyed this. If you uh, are enjoying your time listening to Flame On, why not check out our website at flameonshow.com. From there, you can check out all of our uh, social media. 
You can check out our YouTube channel. You can check out our Twitch channels. We haven't been switching lately, but still, they're all there. And you can also check out our Threadless shop where you can purchase your very own claim on swag. And uh, if you do, send us pictures. We'd love to see it. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flame on show and join at any of the four levels that we have available and help continue to make flame on the podcast that you love to listen to. Brian, it has been a delight and a pleasure to get to catch up with you and talk drag race with you. Um, let's uh, let's circle back and see how everything goes after the finale. Let's see if our predictions are right. See if our, our girls make the top. And uh, and again, thanks so much for being a part of this recap with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> until next week, dear listeners, Bobby Itch. Bye. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm